I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. We have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Think about that. This is The Brian Suits Show. take responsibility for my own life. I think it's about time. I'm 40 years old and I just, you know, but still, I screwed myself up. Elementary school during student government week, I was a coroner for a day, which wasn't a big thing, you know? What do we say about Richard Lewis? I mean, you know, very heavily covered, you know, last night and, and this morning. Super funny guy uh, who had a, a couple lives in from stand-up to being, you know, that guy in movies and all that, and then a new life in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, the heyday of his stand-up career was a little bit before my time, and I never really went back. That's and, when and he established the, you know, the uh, I'm, you know, I'm such a loser, I'm sick, I'm okay. a hypochondriac, and all that. And yeah, you know, and exactly right. He was known in his latter years for being on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was Larry David's best friend for decades. They were born three days apart in the same hospital. First, and he came up, came up with his, the same generation as. Seinfeld and Jay Leno, they mm -hmm. all right. kn know each other and would hang out at the Blue Dog, uh, you know, there. Dead uh, at 76 you know, years old. And some of the most memorable scenes in Curb Your Enthusiasm over the years is when him and Larry go back and forth, giving each other a hard time. Because now he's an artist. Oh, Thank hey, you. I no, appreciate it. This. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, oh, they yeah. love me. They love it. Oh. Ah. Thank you very much. Congratulations. You don't have to buy any of them, you know. Well, I wasn't going to buy any, but still, I can congratulate you. Are you yes. vying for the title of the most pretentious man in the world? What is this? Yes. I've had this for decades. It looks like... And he has, he's wearing like a Herman's Hermits, you know, pirate outfit from 1968 or something. It's uh... Uh, the little drummer boy's funeral. This is what he's wearing in the casket. Mm -hmm. That's very yeah. funny. I never showed you my paintings at home because I knew you would, you would, you know, just mock me and destroy me. So anyway, congratulations. This is quite a quite a for support. Here. Do you understand any of it? No, no, it's very no. confusing. You don't understand. I don't think you. Do. So anyway, I, I, if he's in it, this then this is the final season, and if he's in it more, I, I like his uh, new new character, even in that, in those Snickers commercials last two years ago when when he's. Um, Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, where he's he's just complaining, and then they give him a Snickers, and he's now a lumberjack with a hard hat on or whatever, because he turns into Richard Lewis. One of the most memorable episodes of Curb for me was when him and Larry were uh, arguing about who was in better health. All right, let's stop <laughs> talking about this. My bathroom habits are not your concern, okay? All right, so I won't care about your health. Fine. You don't need to care about I'm in very good health. You are? I got a beautiful colon. You want to take a picture of my colon? I have a VHS fine, of mine. Fine, You can put my colon up next to your colon. We'll see who's got a cleaner, I'll healthier have a colon. colon. Is that from this season? Anytime, anytime you want to have a colon contest, yeah. buddy. Colon <laughs> contest. I win that. Is that from this season? No, it was one of the earlier seasons. Oh, occurred. okay. Yeah, and I mean, a, a very, very personable guy because he had done very well. And so he didn't have to. He, he the the last ass he kissed would be the first. He 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 just he didn't need. Uh, you know, he wasn't wanting. He was doing very well, and uh, he, he was just from one of those, uh, that cabal of guys who can just sit down and just riff and just be funny. Uh, the the other guy that we lost 10 years ago, Gary Shandling, one also of the funniest funny, human yeah. beings ever. 
off camera, off mic, whatever. Super nice guy, and that's word about Richard Lewis and all that. And his friend Larry David released a short statement in light of his death yesterday. Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest, but today he made me sob, and for that, I will never forgive him. Um, yeah, you know, and Richard Lewis would obviously appreciate that, you know, and, and the whole thing. You know, I did that one episode of uh, Leno's Garage, so I uh, I know the life. So you're... But, yeah, so, uh, but anyway, no, Shandling, uh, great guy, really good guy. Richard Lewis, uh, never, never, never met him personally, but... Uh, and know loads of people that do know him, and they they would always say it would be something like "Wait till Richard hears that," or "Richard would love that," or whatever. Uh, so he he was that guy. Um, I you know it's good enough for me that you say I made a mistake. I was weak. I became a druggie. I'm over it now. Now I'm gonna be a father to my three kids and the whole thing. But uh, these days we all have to write a book or something on on this one. And so I'm going to... At one point, right after I finished playing in about 2001... I'll Guess what? He was a pro athlete who made a lot of money. Who made a Tell lot... Tell me more. Where, what did he do with the money? Why do he... Why do he well, I, I, okay, I'll, we'll get to this. I was taking about 50 Vicodin and about 10 Oxycontin a day. And what? the 10 Oxycontin... Doesn't sound healthy? No, no, that doesn't. So, uh, what was it? Were you in pain? I was taking about fifty Vicodin and about ten OxyContin. Is he saying and about ten OxyContin? So fifty Vicodin and ten Oxy. And the what? ten OxyContin equate to a, one equals like seven Vicodin. So you know, a hundred pills a day and just chewing them up, get them in my system faster. Never with water or anything like that. Yo. It's a good thing though that I w I'm not a, really a drinker. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sure dodged the bullet there. So I have to admit a regional Falks pass on this. I confused this particular guy with a local phenom. Remember Quinn Snyder, Duke player, then goes on to, I think he's coaching in college now. I don't, well, actually. Uh, the, probably the most famous Mercer Island uh, Islander. Okay. Uh, to come out off the hardwood is uh, Quinn Snyder, local sensation. I, for a second, I'm like, did I miss something? Did, 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 did he... And then there was something about the face and the little person knows. I realized, oh, wait, I follow this guy on Twitter. It's Rex Chapman, Kentucky's Rex Chapman, the the, the White Thunder, Vanilla Thunder. Uh, a, a great, great player, college and NBA, the whole thing. And I totally bamboozled myself. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a bad scene. And and so he's written a book about it. And, and, and I mean, I'm not... Look, I'm not from Kentucky. I've been to Churchill Downs. I took a, I did a tour of Churchill Downs. I think horses are neat. I, I w don't want to bet on anything where a human being is involved in a so-called game of chance. I think dog racing is falling out of favor because it's cruel and it's fixed as hell and the whole thing. But I, I do know this. Someone, someone has to take you to the track. And I know, I, I, I know people that live at the track and... Maybe you're not messed up. I, I I don't know. Yeah, you know, I grew up uh, uh, pretty much wide open, just going, running around crazy, playing basketball, chasing girls, going to the racetrack. I didn't realize that, you know, my going to the track, which I'd done so with my dad since I was little, um, I didn't realize that was something that not all dads did. I thought everybody does that. That's what men do when they grow up. They gamble. They do all that stuff. 
it's a big thing in Kentucky and, and the whole thing. But I, after he's done throwing his dad under the bus, he sells his book. There's a new book out and uh, the whole thing. You know, the president doesn't have to fly the 747. Anything he flies on is Air Force One, unless it's Marine One, the helicopter. So they're warming up Air Force One. It's a uh, Boeing 757. It's the, the one that Kamala Harris normally flies in. Um, so he's flying down to Brownsville uh, today, and that's going to be the first thing that you're going to know when you know it all. Caught me off guard. Ha ha. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. I know a guy whose dad introduced him to horse racing. He's a big fan of horse racing because when you go to the race course, like Emerald Downs used to be like this, it's a it's a day. It's a thing. You know, you, you, I'd even say, yeah, you can bring your kids because there's horsies running around. It's very dramatic. The women get to wear funny hats yeah. and the men get to lose lots of money. Well, that's only at uh, the, whatchamacallit, at uh, the Kentucky Derby. But, I mean, just going on a normal day, you know, on a Saturday, a nice day on a Saturday, it's it's an event. It's a thing. And the, and this friend of mine became a just depraved gambling reprobate, but but his dad told Degenerate. him, his dad told him, don't become a depraved Reprobate. Remember, this is just for uh, amusement purposes and uh, and stuff. What uh, about profligate? Profligate. There you go. Uh, well, he's elderly and what? Um, he didn't have a cognitive test. Uh, what has two thumbs and did not have a cognitive test and is going to get on a plane? Uh, he's going to depart the White House here in a few minutes with the loud idling Marine one in the background. And someone's going to shout a question to him. And he's still taking it personal about the special counsel about the reason for not pressing charges on Joe Biden is because... I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what... He's well-meaning and an elderly man. Um, so uh, there's that. I mean, that's what the guy said. I'm, all right, because you have to show your receipts and why you didn't press charges. So after all, we, we paid the money. So he's going to go to Brownsville where there's not... Because Texas is taking care of the problem... On this, guess guess who is in front of Congress doing butt stuff or explaining butt stuff today? Austin. Let's see. The 30-day review uh, made eight recommendations to me, and I have directed that all eight recommendations be implemented. We put two in place already, and we're moving out quickly on the other six. So this is called CYA, which stands for stuff. And so... This is because they did not say you should submit. This makes us look incompetent, and we can't afford to look incompetent. He got such a pass um, on this because, you know, I don't know how Pete Buttigieg's city hall ran, but I, I get the feeling that you didn't get fired. There wasn't a strict chain of command at Notre Dame. Or, what, or what's the town that Notre Dame is in? In uh, uh, Indiana? No, Ann Arbor's Michigan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, well, yeah, anyway, that one town. Mayor Pete you know, didn't fire you because you missed a button on your police uniform or, or whatever. Okay, this guy had multiple stars on his uniform. And if you just if you just did a runner and didn't answer your phone for five days or whatever, you would hear about it when you resurfaced. And so uh, any, anyway, Millie wouldn't give little Millie a, a pass on this, but he's getting it because he has to get here in front of Congress and say, oh, no, no, don't worry. Uh, here's the reason. And I mean, really what I, what it gets into is I'm going to ask, you know, your thinking process, because there is there is a kryptonite that would make them all go away because he already said it once that black men are very self-conscious about this. This is why it takes African-American males 
uh, at a higher rate because they're more reticent to talk to their doctor about it and hear about it and the whole thing. That would make it all go away. I mean, if he just played the, but I'm the black guy card, it would go away. Um, and But he's not playing that card. And so I would say big boy rules on this one. Never mind all that crap. I want to again make one thing very clear. At no time during my treatment or recovery were Where we did we have, need a nuclear rele release code confirmation from the SECDEF. So uh, anyway, and, and so well, when the president, by the way, wants to authorize use of nuclear weapons, he doesn't bounce it off Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Okay, he doesn't bounce it off Javier Bacaria. Okay, he has to be in communication with the Secretary of Defense. Bacaria. And they have to both crack their card open, and he he sends a challenge, and there's a code that the president has to confirm. That's how that works. He didn't say, Mayor Pete, high speed blank, and Pete goes rail or whatever. Not, not how that works. Uh, so uh, anyway. Well, Puget Sound Energy proposes hefty rate hikes to pay for hydro and wind power? Second thing. Question mark on this one. I'm already getting hydro on, on, on this one. I'll, I'll admit this. Under this a new proposal, the typical residential electricity customer would see a monthly bill increase of $7.84 starting in 2025, an additional eleven twenty in 2026. That translates into 17% and 20% because our electricity is so damn cheap here. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you this right up front. I'm not going to notice it. It's just that we, well, we, we already have hydro. In fact, I believe most of our power comes from dams. So and we're apparently not uh, building any more or something. We just uh, signed that deal with all the, the four major tribes of the Northwest. Um, and the dams on the Snake River are staying up like they should, because apparently someone read how to Congress when they went to Congress or how to Senate or whatever. Um, the increases would amount to 17, 20%. Uh, Puget Sound Energy must have any rate increases approved by the Utilities Commission, which reviews them in rate case proceedings that can take up to 11 months. The commission may choose to set uh, the uh, structure and a very powerful commission, uh, by the way, in, in the odd public-private thing that is uh, a utility. Luckily, luckily, Puget Sound Energy hasn't murdered 86 people lately. Um, I, I'm still, this is kind of my, my problem. I, when I, when I look at my electric bill, I'm still blown away at how cheap it is. I, I concur actually. Yeah. I get automatic withdrawal, but whenever I check the bank account, I go, yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, you know why that there's a giant, I think Google has a huge data transfer or, or, or data processing center, like in Toppenish or somewhere. It is like the cheapest in the country, uh, but I'm still cheap though um, because I, I I've done my experiments with my solar panels and the part the emergency batteries, and I was wondering one day because uh, when we were on uh, the solar, the recommendation was run your dryer and washer at when you go to bed. At two a.m., one a.m., whatever, run the, that stuff when everything else in the house is shut down. Because we're running it off a battery that topped off all day with the solar. So I said to myself, self, well, what would happen when the zombies gnaw through the electrical cable? And I got my biggest battery with a handle on it that, that uh, any any adult male, any adult human can, can carry. Don't have to be a male. And I charged it up and I ran the dryer off of it. It worked. Pro move. I because you can you can uh, you can change the sine wave and make it uh, do two twenty. 
So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. You know what? The apocalypse will come. Maybe take me with it, but I will not be wearing dirty underwear. The most most important thing. Uh, I you, use it to comfort myself. Thing three. Um, Third thing. By the way, I didn't pay this off. Don't use rice for your wet uh, smartphone. Here's how to dry your smartphone. Smartphone. So if you have Android, crack the back, take the battery out, dry it off. Here's the 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 phrase that pays on this one is silical silica gel. Now, if it's not water, this is weird advice. If it's not water but another liquid, say maple syrup uh, or seawater or chlorinated pool water, soak the phone in clean water, clean fresh water for about a minute. Uh, so put it back in water, uh, then r r rinse it uh, to get rid of any impurities, then shake it and the whole thing. It's science. It's be uh, both Apple and all the Android companies say it's best to leave the phone out in a well-ventilated area. What you shouldn't do don't use a hair dryer or compressed air on your phone. And it doesn't say it here. I think it sort of assumes it. Don't put your phone in the sun. Have you ever done the thing where you ac accidentally do that and it stops operating and it just tells you? There's a little t red uh, thermometer. I did, though. I, I know someone who did it once. They felt really stupid about it. And if you drop the phone in the toilet, take it out and just put it in the incinerator. Take it back. <laughs> take it back to uh, uh, the vendor and say, yes. Yeah, that seems to be working. I don't know why. Yeah, so here, hold up your head. Ha, ha, somebody sucker. else refurbished. Uh, do not. I've never heard of this advice ever. Don't don't put it in the freezer. I would laugh if someone said, "Oh, try it in the freezer." Well, that just freezes the problem. Uh, so that uh, also don't power it up if you have a, a charging cable on it and it's still wet. But anyway, leave it in a dry place. Silica silica gel. Not not rice. That's the the bottom line on this one. Uh, such as uh, you get in the package of of uh, land Jaegers or beef jerky. Such Impressed. As, um, you know that little packet that says "Do not eat" because you might yeah. be stupid. Because there's no law against uh, stupid people buying beef jerky, as, as we see. But that should be silica gel, silica gel, and it comes with uh, other food products and such as uh, that that stuff um, and. Uh, of that nature. And so, um, anyway, so there you go. A phrase that pays silica, silica gel um, on that one. Or you can pray to your God or not because Seattle is the least religious large metro area in the U.S. And this didn't, this, thing. didn't this go 20 years back? Hasn't, uh, hasn't this been the least religious area of, the, of America? Yeah, it seems like we've been trending in, in this direction for quite a long time. Yeah, yes. and also more dogs and kids. And I mean, this is the childless, godless uh, capital of America. As far as, I don't know if we, if Portland beats us, but uh, they're dying, dying at a higher rate. But uh, so anyway, Americans have grown less religious over the past couple of decades. Um, some parts of the country a lot less religious than others. New survey data shows Seattle is one of those places. A clear majority of adults in the Seattle area, sixty-four percent, never attend church or religious services. Uh, pencils out to about 1.98 million people out of a total of 3 uh, million. Also, I got to say, um, in my experience, the most the people with the, the, the most faith that I know are self-selecting and getting the hell out of here. There is some truth to that. Yeah, I frequent faith communities, and I, I attend church regularly, as they say <laughs> in the movie, one. The Right Stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, no, no. Do any of I've, you attend church? Yes, uh, Captain Shepard. As for me, yeah, I've I talked to a lot of families that have either made a— an exodus uh, from this area or have flirted with the notion for quite some time. I tend to go in the opposite direction. And I think as we become 
a less churched society, that means there's more opportunities for people of faith to be salt and light in their community. But no, it, the phenomenon is real where people have left this area, especially believers. Yeah, the most uh, faithful family I know sold their Stillicum uh, estate, um, the Stillicum house, and went to Florida. Um, and part, one of the reasons was we're sick of this crap. Tomfoolery? Uh, yeah, this uh, this crap. Well, uh, where did COVID come from? I know it's it's a leap year. If you were born today, you're a leapling. Where did COVID come from? Uh, that's in the Wall Street Journal uh, today. And the, the Chinese uh, ambassador four years ago saying, <clears throat> I, I don't know on Face the Nation, and Face the Nation at the time saying, well, we should look into that, shouldn't we? Uh, and the sound of the Everett submersible that crushed on the, on the bottom of the Atlantic, it was recorded. You'll hear it here when we come back for the first time ever. Does it sound man-made? Because it sure got the Canadian Coast Guard thinking it did. Um, all right, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Upgrading hydro uh, dams on Baker River, and uh, okay, well, so that I mean, there's there, there's old infrastructure, but if th- th- there's rotting old uh, fabric covered cables and things like that, I get it. Just don't burn us down and kill us. Um, but a 530 million dollar wind farm in Montana, I mean, there's. That's Montana contractors, Montana paychecks, and all thing. I wait. What? So anyway, uh, there's that. Well, I mean, but then again, look what happens uh, here. There's a wind farm project uh, near the Tri Cities, but it's uh, it's on hold because they found that there is a very specific uh, raptor, uh, the ferruginous falcon. With that, that, that it, by the way, it, this is. Uh, only it's breeding territory. It's it's normal like rest of the year is down south uh, where it's warm. But yeah, I mean, I asked hockey to look into it, and he said we're not from here. We just we just come up here, uh, you know, in 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 the summer because it's a little cooler. We breed, then we go make we have the babies uh, elsewhere. But uh, so anyway, that's uh, we have a program that's on 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 uh, pause uh, up here uh, for that. And I'm not saying that the endangered species, uh, you know, should be holding up every single project. But I mean, listen, I mean, you can't, you can't swing an armadillo, uh, you know, without finding the whatever Eastern Washington tickling fox or or, or whatever. Also, just the, the 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 myth of the wind turbines. Uh, killing birds, chopping up birds, like yeah, it's like a queen. It's not. It's they. They hear them. They go out of the way uh, on on that one. But anyway, by apparently Montana, they don't have any 
migratory uh, raptors or, or anything. So here, have five hundred thirty million bucks from from uh, Puget Sound Energy uh, and and stuff. Is there a PSC? I, I I don't remember. I guess you know, I guess I remember from East Washington. It was Bonneville. It was BPE, right? You sure about that? Not not affiliated with uh, this company. But, uh, well, then who's Montana? Why do they have our money? So, uh, anyway. Uh, you sure about that? So here, here's what's happening at the border. Confusion. And, and again, we have to get to the bottom of the root cause. Why are they, why are they coming here? We need, we're, if we're the poll, what, what's pushing there? Look, it, it boils down to just this. Um, it's awesome here. And there's no one checking the gate. Period. Okay, that's. Do I need to explain how water goes downhill? If you put something in front of the water, it'll go around it. All right. So people who want to come to a better life come here, and it's just, this is not hard. We're supposed to figure out root causes. Well, we know the root causes. It's the cartels, um, the drug problems down there. It's um, them the, the, not the securing their southern border. Down. So why is it? What what does the? How can we help the Mexican government clean up so their people don't want to leave? Lock the gate. Shut down the border is 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 one thing. And and by the way, look at what happens in El Salvador. When you elect a guy, and and I don't know what Human Rights Watch or AOC or anyone's going to say about this, but their new president four years ago he said, "Elect me, I'll end, I'll end the homicides." El Salvador was the most homicidey uh, country in the Western Hemisphere. He, he comes to office and he says, "Round up everybody with a face tat." Yeah, okay, take out a pen, take out a piece of paper. Okay, thing one, slide. Round up everybody with a face tat, put them in jail. Sounds like profiling. My God, it would it would be shouted down. You would you would be you'd be in jail before the policy was implemented. And so two years later, uh, El Salvador is the least homicidey place in the hemisphere. And so guess how many illegal aliens now are coming from El Salvador? From a whole bunch four years ago to not nearly as many single digits percentage of them. I mean, I know it's a smaller country, but I mean. The percentage of them leaving, they're staying behind because El Salvador is home, A, B, way less sucky. And that's why the guy just got reelected. Now the guy in Ecuador is saying, I'll have what he's having. And they're doing that, so there's going to be fewer people from Ecuador. Chinese are flying to go to Ecuador, I mean, so that they can walk here because China sucks. So there's that. This is not hard, but no Democratic politician wants to say, because it rocks here. It's awesome here. It's the most free country ever. Bitch all you want. That's why you're a Democrat. But that's why they're coming here. This is not a great mystery. But they had former Homeland Security designated Democrat to go on Fox, Jay Johnson, this morning. The only Democrat that will go on, on Fox because... He was a special attorney for the defense. So he has his CV is all full of national security and stuff, and 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 he's game and and he's playing here. And so, what well, what's the deal with Central America? Overwhelming factor at issue here are the push factors. There are aspects of our system that serve as magnets to the problem. But there's a reason why these families are making a decision to leave uh, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras. Take El Salvador off your list, bro. Guatemala in the first place and head north. One of the things we need to do, which doesn't get talked about enough, 
is get the Mexican government to do more on yeah. their southern Absolutely. border with Central America. Definitely. We have a 1,900-mile 1900 1900-mile border with Mexico. They have a 300-mile border with Central America. They don't have much of a border enforcement force down there. Yeah, and besides being a narcocracy and a kleptocracy, don't don't hold your breath. Um, and, and before Amnesty International or Human Rights Watch uh, casts their gaze on El Salvador and says that's an outrage, listen, it's unorthodox and it doesn't look very American, but it's nevertheless effective. And I mean, so would executing it without a trial, I suppose, but. When, when you're at when your civilization's at the brink that El Salvador was three years ago, where the best and brightest, the middle class people were fleeing, the people that float the government, you have to do something. And 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 also keep in mind, if you're doing okay, home is home. You you would rather stay where everyone else speaks Norwegian, or Belgian, or Flemish, or whatever. You would rather stay home. Uh, unless unless the promise of going to a new place, completely different, different food, the whole thing, is worth walking there uh, or in a uh, you know, three-week uh, sailboat journey or, or whatever. I never I, – I haven't – in the case of my great-grandfather, he was a minister with the Church of Scotland. And I – the Church of Scotland said, we're expanding in Canada and land is free, so off you go. Next, next boat, there's your ticket. It wasn't a case of like, well, Scotland is you know, such a crop hole and all that. Though it is, but I mean, there was no heroin in Edinburgh in 1890. But uh, he, he and the wife um, and the, the 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 oldest son came <clears throat> to North America. They were assigned to British Columbia, uh, and he wasn't here, you know, seeking freedom or whatever. He had that in Scotland, uh, and uh, the re- the very Reverend uh, McLeod founded the YMCA in Tacoma, two great uncles born at Tacoma General, uh, John Fee Gordon McLeod and Brick. <laughs> they went short. They went simple with the second one. I did not know that. And then he he uh, cast his lot in life and went around uh, starting YMCA's in eastern Washington, Spokane, wow. Pullman, Walla Walla. It was funny because um, I know I know we're talking about uh, the border and all that, but, but anyway, point is, there was an incentive to come here that he would burn in hell if he did not. And so the church sent him here. He came here. People who come here, they don't have to explain to me why they brought their family here. Um, young military age guys, uh, people come here to commit crimes. The Cubans came here to commit crimes. Um, Italians came here to, to commit crimes. The first wave of Russians here in the early 90s were all mobsters. Um, I mean, that's who got out. They had money to bribe to get out. Um, I mean, I get a people come here to make money or or, or take my money or, or, or whatever. So, I mean, there, there you go. There's your push factor. So I don't know what he's talking about, a push factor. But uh, what, what, would the, what would a lawyer who was a lawyer for the Pentagon say about rounding up people because of their face tats? How about that push factor? How about that guy? A system that serve as magnets to the problem. But- and the magnet is that... We're free and prosperous, and it rocks here. There's a reason why these families are making a decision to leave uh, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala in the first place and head north. And that's what he calls a a push factor. I don't think—I'm sorry, but it it wasn't like this four years ago, and uh, El Salvador was a homicide awash crap hole, okay? Um, And then they got a handle on it. Well, would would the U.S.— 
Department of Justice assist other Central American governments in doing the same thing, rounding up the gangsters with the face dance? No. The DOJ would be sued by Democratic Socialists or the Democratic Party or whatever uh, on that one. So like I say, you may not look like uh, the sausage factory you're used to, but nevertheless, uh, El Salvador, way different country uh, than it was. Back in second AM 770, KTT. Well, you can't all be Ronald Acuna. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. So, you know, the, one of the most maddening things, and, and I, I'm guessing on the day after 9-11, you were, you were but a wee tyke. Freshman at Whitworth College. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. Um, one, of the, one of the tendencies that happened, that the really annoying uh, trends, was the, uh, the headline, the uh, Muslim terrorists implode Twin Towers, 3,000 Americans dead. Backlash feared. <laughs> now, okay, I'm just seeing this flash across uh, in Georgia. Venezuelans fear backlash. You know what? Like I say, get a Ronald Acuna jersey and say, you know, whatever. I hit 385 last year. I'm a brave. You know, really? This reminds me and jogs my memory of one of the most famous tweets of all time sent out by Norm MacDonald in 2016, the late, great Norm MacDonald. What terrifies me is if ISIS were to detonate a nuclear device and kill 50 million Americans. Imagine the backlash against peaceful Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're wondering what's, what's the best way to mask uh, what you're saying, here's the information sheet on Marine One. Uh, the squadron, HMX-1, was established in December of 1947 as an experimental unit to test and evaluate helicopters and tactics. Because there wasn't even an Air Force One. Harry Truman just got on a plane, and then he walked to it, by golly. Anyway, Marine One is the call sign used when the president is on board one of the HMX-1 Marine helicopters, a VH-3D Sea King. Um, a, an ancient helicopter, by the way. Th these are the helicopters... Uh, same model, the SA-3 Foxtrot, uh, that were picking up Apollo uh, astronauts in the Pacific. You know, I mean, if that thing looks old-timey, I mean, it's, it is the equivalent of the president driving around in a 57 DeSoto or, or Chevy or something like that. And I'm going to say, whoever the guy is, um, uh, Trump, Obama, Biden, put the president on a serviceable helicopter. I mean, I, I, I get it. It's the best. Best marine helicopter mechanics in the world. Well, all right. Uh, I mean, the, the things are lucky to fly anyway, uh, and much less 40 years after they were made. Well, anyway, but the president, they always, there's that, there's that moment where they shout questions and Grand Potus uh, turns around and comes back and he always, and, and he, okay, the gate, the gate thing, G-A-I-T. We, we talked about that yesterday. They're, um, Couple of different reasons for it. Grant, if he fractured his foot two years ago, and you're 81 now, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take that, I guess. But really, really looking frail today. Before he gets go flies down to Brownsville, um, and he knows, and 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 that's the other thing I don't get is, <clears throat> um, 
you're walking onto the helicopter. You know they're going to shout questions at you. You know that you're going to turn and come take the questions. Why not just walk to the velvet rope there? But anyway, remember what I said uh, day before the Michigan uh, primary? He lied. There's no ceasefire. There's no ceasefire in the works. None. Just none. So uh, let's see how that goes. So, House maybe 15 minutes ago, and this was the back and forth. So he was, let's just drop it. It was scheduled for 7.15. Hey, Marine Corps, can you get a louder helicopter next time on that one? So so the, the question that was shouted was, is there going to be a ceasefire uh, on Monday? The way he said that there would be a ceasefire on Monday, by the way, to get the the last Michigan voter to uh, to vote for him, or, or Arab American Democrat. Do you know did you hear that? Hope springs eternal. A non-answer. Well, let's let's just hope that happens. All right. Um, I was on the telephone with the people in the region. I'm still... He's making that up. I was on the telephone with the people in the region. Uh, I was. Uh, yeah, but I mean, does that does that sound like where's your homework? Well, I'm. I, I was on the people uh, who uh, made the, with the, the the horn with the people who make the homework. Probably not by Monday, but I'm hoping. Oh, probably not by Monday. Not holding a vanilla ice cream cone this time. I'm. I don't. I'm. No. No help on this one. Uh, that one. But uh, so anyway. Um, yeah, there, there was nothing in the works. He was saying it so that it would get reported as president expects ceasefire by Sunday night. Remember that when he said end of the weekend and everyone was laughing because he was eating the ice cream because he's so charming and elderly and uh, the whole thing. Um, and I mean, uh, on, honestly, when Trump did it, whatever, uh, Trump used to get on the mic. He would, he would turn around and, and, and you, you could be mic'd a little better, but I mean, I don't, why even take the questions? Now he's backing off. So anyway, there's there's not a ceasefire in Gaza. Um, he made that up whole cloth on uh, what, what what date was that? I'm going to show my receipts. Was that three days ago? Somewhere around there. Um. Da, 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 da. So uh, yeah. Well, I'll get it. I promise you, I have it because he was taping. Uh, he was taping Seth Meyers in New York, and and so he said that, uh, oh yeah, big big ceasefire, just cease the cease on 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 this one. And my, my national security advisor tells me that yeah. we're close, we're close, it's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. He starts with a mouthful of ice cream. Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend, I mean the end of the weekend. Which, my, my, my national security advisor Anyway, now he, now he throws Jake Sullivan under the bus. There never was talk. There is not right now talk of a ceasefire whatsoever. There, there, is, there is talk of the Israelis being very, very close to victory. And uh, by the way, our very own uh, Adam Smith, who is, isn't he your congressman? Correct. Like, like Renton, east side, south of uh, yeah, yeah. Mercer Island in the south. 
Um, he was just in Israel with a couple other uh, congressmen, so it would be interesting. Maybe I'll burn a call in when we're off the air. See if we'll call it. But he's a pretty gamey. He, he's gamey. He, he's game. He won't say, oh, you guys are that right wing. No, he's Hang great. up on him. No, he'll give <laughs> interviews to right-leaning people all, quite frequently, actually. And he's a substantive guy. I don't agree yeah. with him on every policy thing, but I generally like Adam Smith. No, I need good good thing on the feed. And so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what he thinks. The, if the first state is Israel, who's running the second state? Um, and the Wall Street Journal today, absolutely on it about the fact that Israel is winning the war and is about to win, and they want to be left alone so they can win the war um, and uh, stuff like that. And, and, so, and, and by the way, the, the Israelis have changed substantially how they fight, okay? When they first went, the first month, as they were taking out Hamas in northern Gaza Strip, they, that's when they were using the 1,000-pound and 2,000-pound JDAMs because Hamas were hiding in four-story buildings. And those dropped them um, expertly. And they were empty or they were full of people that were being forced to stay there by Hamas. It, it was ugly. It looked bad. War looks bad. October 7th looked bad. Um, but they're no longer using the—and and by the way, the satellite-guided JDAM, the Joint Direct Attack Munition, is as precise as you can get with a 2,000-pound bomb. All right. If if it hits inside the diameter of a dime, it's still a 2,000-pound bomb, um, probably a Vietnam-era bomb. Because what happened in, in the mid and late 80s was that Boeing, Boeing knew that the era of the gravity bomb falling out of a B-52 on Kosovo or whatever was, was going to be gone. The last time we did that, in fact, was 99 in Kosovo. Yes, we did. In 99... B-52s were raining bombs on the Serbs. Couldn't have gone to a better crew of people. And then we got to the point where, well, we need something a little more precise. So Boeing came up with a way to take those old, what are called gravity bombs, 2,000-pound dumb bombs, 1,000, 2,000-pound bombs. And as Boeing does, you slap you, you slap the wings on the 737 and you slap a, a new uh, tail assembly on the tail uh, the, the four veins that are on the back of one of those bombs, and now you make them steerable and GPS-guided. Uh, so now you can put a, a precise coordinate in there, and it will drop at an angle if you want, or straight down, or whatever. Anyway, the, the Boeing JDAM was a spectacular success. Not the kind of thing you you know want to bring up and tap on the glass at your friend's wedding and, and talk about, but a spectacular success. But at the end of the day, no matter how precise it is, a thousand pound bomb is still a thousand pound bomb. A, a one ton bomb is still a one ton bomb. The Israelis are using far different uh, products now, a different Boeing product. They're not complaining. They're, they're using the small diameter bomb. And this is a smaller bomb, sometimes down to a hundred pounds. Um, and it has a kit on it, a flight kit on it that includes retractable wings I mean, it's it's basically uh, an RV for someone that likes to blow stuff up. I mean, a, a, a remote control plane for someone who likes to bo uh, blow stuff up. And you, you put a, a GPS cord uh, in there and you, you drop it uh, from an F-15 or in some cases that are being used in Ukraine, the ground launch small diameter bomb. So it's far more precise. I mean, it's like second window, second window, third floor from the right, um, uh, upper left corner of the window. It's amazingly precise. 
and that's why you have not seen those spectacular entire blocks dropped and and all that because the Israelis are going to wrap this thing up their their evolution in in 140 days now between October 7th and what they're going to do this weekend uh, they're a different army they they learned on the fly and they've had the time by the way to call up people train them put them in combat and then let them go home for a month wait for the next call up um, and so uh, it, it's really a remarkable achievement on on their on their part because the Israeli people are as one when they say there's not going to be we're not going to be next door to a state that Hamas is running. You you, you know you you can't call for a ceasefire with a dragon. You cannot, um, and you can't sit there and say, well, let's just build a better fence next to a dragon. Uh, you can't. That's why to this day. I will defend that the greatest war on terror movie made in the, in the past 24 years was Reign of Terror. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Ever seen it? I'll have to catch up with it. Phenomenal film. And as a metaphor, um, it, it's, like in, it's like a kind, elder, elderly, uh, forgetful guy uh, sort of thing. I didn't have that ready. Sorry about that. That's my bad. It's like Corrine Jean-Pierre or, or something like that. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what... There's no well-meaning... Uh, dragons uh, there. All right, we'll be back uh, hour number three. Hey, what about the weather this weekend? It's been a topsy-turvy week. How are we going to close out uh, the day tomorrow? Well, I know someone that's not going to Leavenworth and we'll reveal who that is uh, in a few minutes. There are names on the KTH. It's not rational, it's not reasonable, and it's not practical.